Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season two, episode 18 of Travel Happens. Today is a little bit different because uh, originally I had scheduled a podcast with me interviewing some people about their recent cruise. And in my neighborhood, we're dealing with a lot of construction. So I had, I've had uh, no power. Um, and on this particular event, uh, we had no internet. <laughs> well, no, we had some, inter it just was very spotty. So we had to cancel the interview and um, we won't be able to reschedule until uh, they are going out on a cruise. So um, it's going to be a while before they get back. So we'll have to conduct the interview at another time. But uh, don't worry. We'll get around to it eventually. In the meantime, we'll move on to something else. And today is just going to be me here. So uh, we'll try and get something good going. All right. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I am your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Moraine Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Today, I will be discussing about the process you undergo with upgrades on a cruise journey. There are some things that you definitely need to keep in mind before embarking on the whole upgrade thing. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens, especially in this day and age. I mean, just airline flights alone are enough to give me a headache. I'm here to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help in planning a trip? Reach out and I can make it happen. Cruise news. That's always good. Um, a big thing that's going on with cruises is MSC. MSC Cruises has expanded its list of onboard activities across its fleet, providing guests with several options for entertainment and networking. According to a press release that I got my little grubby paws on. The company's family deck party will become available across its entire U.S. fleet 
by fall and will be among the highlights of the MSC Davina's seven-night sailings from Port Canaveral this month. Children and adults can enjoy classic fair and carnival games, face painting, a jumping castle, as well as various prizes and finger foods, according to MSC Cruises. In addition, the international meat cocktail and dinner will also debut on MSC's Davina uh, aforementioned sailings. Just like the family deck party, the international meet debuted on MSC Seashore last month and brought together travelers from over 180 countries. The company is expanding its onboard activities for both adults and children on board the MSC Seashore and MSC Davina. The cupcake decoration event will give kids and parents the opportunity to interact with the line's culinary team, while parents can then enjoy the romantic couples under the stars offering, which will feature live music and drinks. MSC Cruises also hosts a solo traveler's cocktail party and a veteran's get-together for guests who are traveling alone. In addition, for queer guests, the company is introducing the LGBTQIA P, P, that's a new one for me, P, plus get-together. Soon I'll just be reciting the whole darn alphabet. Okay. The MSC Seashore and MSC Davina continue sailing from Port Miami and Port Canaveral, respectively, during the summer season, calling on the Caribbean and the MSC Meraviglia will join them in uh, during the winter season, departing from Port Canaveral. And um, let's see, what else do I've got here? I have to take a little gander. Um, guests traveling to St. Kitts, Kitts, St. Kitts, and Nevis are no longer required to undergo entry testing. While they can enter the country without presenting proof of vaccination, according to a press release, the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis is now open to both vaccinated and unvaccinated visitors who can travel without restriction. This transformation is being led by Prime Minister Terence Drew, who also serves as the Minister of Health, according to a statement by the Federation. The removal of entry testing and vaccination requirements comes at a time when traveler confidence is on the rise. The combination of increasing demand and more seamless travel processes will make St. Kitts even more desirable to visitors abroad. We are pleased to communicate the removal of restrictions, which would improve the destination's travel experience, commented Ellison Thompson, Chief Executive Officer, St. Kitts Tourism Authority. To support the local economy and encourage travelers to visit, the Caribbean country is running a sweet side of summer promotion, which is valid through August 30th and includes up to three nights free at participating hotels. Visitors can also partake in cultural, relaxing, culinary, and outdoor activities with the annual St. Kitts Grill Fest taking place in November being among the highlights. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else is going on? Well, you know, the big news in cruises is the fact that health protocols have really changed. Um, 
it all started with the Norwegian Cruise Line, which is surprising because, you know, before you had all 100% passengers had to have a vaccine. There were no exceptions. You couldn't apply for a waiver, unlike some other cruise lines. They were very, very stringent. And now what has happened is they've opened it up to both vaccinated and unvaccinated guests. And uh, what all the vaccinated guests seem to be excited about is the fact that they've done away with uh, pre-cruise testing to most destinations. Now, there's a little hiccup here, folks. If your destination is to places like Canada or Bermuda or Greece, you're going to need to take a test before you embark on a cruise. Um, sorry, folks. So my advice is talk to your travel advisor, and they'll know for your specific sailing, whether you're going to need that pre-cruise test. It, it can't be easy, can it? Can't be. <laughs> I mean, oh boy. Okay. So, um, you know, to put it simply, vaccinated individuals uh, that are leaving from U.S. ports will no longer have any pre-cruise related protocols and those who are unvaccinated or choose not to provide proof of vaccination will be required to test negative within 72 hours prior to embarkation. In addition, all guests 11 years old and younger will be exempt from vaccination and testing requirements of any kind uh, with most cruise lines. But if you wanna know about your specific sailing, uh, talk to your travel advisor because they'll be able to give you the lowdown. Um, so that's what is all involved with newses for the cruises. Um, let's talk about uh, what I'm obsessed with this week. Uh, recently, I viewed on HBO Max, the streaming service, the movie The Last Duel. It stars Adam Driver, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck, among others. It's directed by Ridley Scott. And um, the, the one downside of this whole situation is you got to watch it now because it's about to leave HBO Max come the end of this month. So if what I'm about to describe sounds like it's up your alley, get in there and watch this movie because um, it, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It's a period piece. And at first you're thinking, oh, period, boring, boring. Well, it starts out at the, the very first scene is this scene, you're in France in the 14th century and they're uh, conducting a duel. And uh, basically the move, I, you know, I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking to myself, how did we get here? How, why are you starting here? And so it takes you on a journey 
for one guy giving what he believes is his background and led him up to this moment. Then when you're done with that uh, piece of the movie, you then get his opponent's truth and how he sees everything. And uh, obviously, if they're in a duel, they don't see eye to eye on things. And then uh, after you uh, get his point of view, you venture into a third party and see what they, how they see uh, what is going on because they're intimately involved in the whole brouhaha of what's going on. Um, but it gets pretty bloody. I, I just want to warn you, if you are not uh, keen on graphic violence at the beginning and at the end of the movie, um, there's some graphic violent scenes. So just be aware of that. Um, also, it's very hard watching this movie with a 21st century mentality because it's very clear it is in 1300s in France it's a man's world it you know they control everything they've got the power women did not and it's very clear and it was very hard to uh see that um but you know I try to look at it as if I'm living during their times. Um, but I really enjoyed the, I was pleasantly surprised, I got to say. And I encourage you to check out HBO Max and check out this film. So that is my current obsession. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about cruise line upgrades. Um, there's a whole process to it. Uh, and the good news, I've got some good news about it, is most cruise lines, basically, it's the same process. Whether you're a Royal Caribbean cruise line, Norwegian cruise line, MSC, um, Princess, actually just got on board and basically the way they do upgrades, it's the same way. So in the olden times, when I first started sailing on cruise ships, I received an upgrade in class of stateroom complimentary of Norwegian Cruise Line. It was a wonderful way to surprise and delight the passenger. Definitely a great way to encourage cruises as a travel option. However, someone had a light bulb go off and one day they realized they could have an increase in the revenue stream without much cost. Uh, you just make the public pay for an upgrade instead of providing a complimentary upgrade. And let me tell you, people are pretty excited about the opportunity of upgrading their stateroom for not as much money. So um, the biggest piece of advice is once um, you decide you're going to do an upgrade, the first thing you need to do is see about how much it, does it cost to book the room I want to upgrade to. Because 
with this bidding system that these cruise lines have in place, you could end up bidding money that's more expensive than if you just, you know, uh, just canceled your cruise and then book it right then. That might be less money than bidding it, bidding however much money they're recommending. Um, so pretty soon after you make your final payment, you may receive an email from your cruise line, which contains a link that will encourage you to visit a page in which you have the opportunity to have the chance at receiving an upgrade. This um, is called various names depending upon which cruise line you're talking about. And it's basically one big gamble. You'll be presented with a variety of options. Um, you do have the ability to make a bid towards an upgrade in multiple rooms. However, only one of those bids will be awarded with an upgrade. Of course, by making multiple bids, you increase the chance to be awarded with an upgrade. Keep in mind that you will only pay once for the one choice of an upgrade. So even though you're placing bids on multiple rooms, for whatever reason, if one gets selected, you only pay once for that one upgrade. Um, now, just keep in mind, not everyone gets the email for an upgrade. I don't know uh, why it is, why some people get an email for an upgrade and others don't, but that's how it is. And then once you place your bid, you're not guaranteed to get the upgrade. You know, maybe whoever is controlling things doesn't feel that your bid is good enough to merit an upgrade. Um, how many offers go out depend entirely on how full the ship is and what stateroom categories are available. Also, not all bids are accepted. If your party has booked multiple rooms, it is entirely possible that one room will be awarded an upgrade while another does not. There's a limit to how many categories you can place a bid towards. You can bid to up to two categories higher. For example, if you are in a balcony cabin, you'll be given the opportunity to bid on a mini suite or um, an, uh, a big, full, let, let's say the top of the line uh, suite. If your bid is selected, you will automatically be charged for the upgrade. Um, if they do not select your bid for an upgrade, you will not be charged anything and you remain with the stateroom that you initially booked when you place your deposit. So that goes to a piece of advice I have for everybody. Be happy with your selection. Make sure that whatever room you choose, you're happy with it. Don't count on getting an upgrade because A, you might not get that email. And you might not be bidding on any kind of upgrade. And um, B, you might not win an upgrade. Maybe someone outbid you. Um, so keep those things in mind. Offers are based on two occupants 
occupants of a stateroom for the duration of the cruise. Both the first and second occupants will be charged for the winning bid. For example, if you place a $500 bid, you'll be charged $1,000 because you are bidding $500 for two people. The options of rooms will be presented once you make the click for the link for the upgrade uh, program that you're trying to deal with. You'll find a profile for each room presented as well as a sliding scale where you adjust your bid and a meter will show you whether your bid is considered poor to excellent. The higher you bid, the stronger response you will see on the meter. After you submit your offer, you then have to wait to see if the offer is accepted. According to um, Cruise Lines, the offer can be any time after it is submitted, up until two days before departure. And I suspect that the higher you bid, the more likely that it will be accepted early. The good news is that your card is not charged until the offer is accepted. At the same time, if the offer isn't yet accepted, you can still modify or cancel it. Once your offer is accepted, your card will be charged. That charge is final and cannot be changed. Uh, these upgrades are just non-refundable and they're final so you better be sure if you're placing a bid that this is what you want to do um, if you were placing uh planning on placing a bid that matches the current price you might as well cancel the original booking and place a new booking before you bid be sure to know how much more it would cost you to purchase the upgraded cabin from the start and compare it with the price of the room you've already purchased um and the cruise lines are not operating the upgrade program. They hire an outside company to handle upgrades. So that's a big reason why uh, I don't know how they decide what they're doing and why they decide it because they're having this out outside company make all these decisions and they're not revealing anything. <laughs> so. I don't know why Joe Schmo gets the upgrade and you don't. I have, I, I don't know. Um, the therefore, because the outside company is handling upgrades and they and they're controlling the meter that you they control that meter that you see about how good your bid is. So. Uh, you know, it's a kind of a motivating tactic that they're doing there. So I don't, I don't know what you see is actual the genuine truth. I it's really a way to motivate people to spend more to achieve a winning bid and generate more income for the cruise line. So even though, you know, they're saying my $80 bid is piss poor, <laughs> to put it plainly. It might not really, you know, you know they're going to say, no, we want a $1,000 bid to, 
to really make this room uh, be a go. So you just have to be really, really comfortable with whatever bid you're putting in. Because as I said before, they, you know, if it's accepted, bam, there goes your, your credit card bill. Um, the, there are a bunch of pros to these upgrade programs. You're allowed to make multiple bids. That's a good thing. Another thing is interior rooms have a greater chance of success because these less expensive rooms will be easier for the cruise line to sell last minute. You know, if we're talking like three weeks before the ship is supposed to sail, it's a whole lot easier to sell an inside interior room, inside room, um, than it would be, let's say, a suite or a balcony. Um, you could score a better room at a fair price to have an unanticipated better experience. Making a modest bid could allow yourself to move into a better stateroom category for a fairly unsubstantial amount of money. This is, however, more the exception than the rule. So just, you know, keep that in mind. It's a lot to think about. You cannot request a stateroom. If your bid wins, you get assigned a stateroom. If you are unhappy with the choice, there is nothing you can do about it. So if you're one of those people that really like to control their location, and there might be some really excellent reasons why you want to be careful about where your room is located, then you know don't enter this upgrade program. Um, for example, let's say you have seasickness. You're, you're prone to getting that. Uh, it's uh, much better for you to select midship as center as possible and as low as possible. And you're less likely to experience seasickness at, at that uh, stateroom than if you were like way forward or way aft, you experience more movement in those locations. Um, another thing is, should you make multiple bids, you have no control over which bid is the winner. So just, you know, if you're more flexible about choices, then this is a good program for you. If you're not good and about you being flexible, then just I, I would not recommend doing this. And then the cruise lines does not accept any onboard upgrades or changes. There used to be a permanent sign that you would see in a lot of ships. It would say the ship is fully booked and no room changes can be accommodated. Otherwise, there would be thousands of people at guest services looking for something better. And um, so th that's basically it when it comes to the upgrade program for most cruise lines. Now, I know a lot of you are big fans of Disney Cruise Line. So let's talk about Disney Cruise Line upgrade process because that is significantly different. 
um, basically, there really isn't anything to compare because Disney does not offer the ability to bid on a cruise upgrade. If you decide you want an upgrade along the way, you simply just contact your travel advisor or log into DCL and see if there is an upgrade available. Usually you can modify online, but you are subject to the cost change that comes with an upgrade stateroom change. It used to be that you could request an upgrade at port when you check in, similar to how you would ask for a hotel room upgrade at check-in. Sometimes you might get pixie dusted and you could receive a complimentary upgrade. Often you could be offered a discount for an upgrade. It just depends on how full they are and what discounts they can provide. Of course, you can always decline the upgrade if you don't want to pay the difference. Uh, I'm honestly not sure if this is possible now since we are in this COVID-19 world, but um, the check-in process has changed since then. Everything is done online ahead of time, um, but you have more interaction at the terminal. Your keys are actually waiting by your stateroom door. You don't receive them at check-in anymore. If you... Um, were to upgrade, I would assume you would go to the desk on the ship to move your keys around. Check-in now at the terminal is really just telling the representative standing with an iPad that you are here. I was research, uh, researching things and uh, trying to find information about upgrading, but everything uh, I, uh, that's been found has been pre-COVID. So, um, all that stuff about Disney Cruise Line and the and the ability to get an upgrade is thanks to the wonderful travel advisor, Amy Krause. And we thank her so, so much. So that just is wonderful. I appreciate that. And if you're interested in a cruise with Disney Cruise Line, reach out to her and... Uh, she will be a wonderful guide to whatever you need when it comes to Disney Cruise Line. Um, this has been an informative talk. I hope you got something out of it. Um, I think it's pretty exciting that you might be able to get into a better room than you had planned. Um, for less money. For example, on my upcoming trip in a couple of months, I'm going to be in, in an interior room. And I was considering upgrading to an outside view cabin. And it definitely would be a whole lot more space than the room that I've got now. Um, but, uh, I'm a control freak. So the fact that they would be able to place me wherever that's best for them, as opposed to me being able to have any input, that, that's a little bit scary to me. So I don't know if I'll do it. I've got some time. I could do it. Usually the upgrade program uh, happens r right after you do final payment. And recently I made my final payment. So I got that upgrade email. I got to say, getting that email was exciting. Um, 
you know, I I could have gotten a really nice balcony room. Might have been a family balcony room uh, for just little old me, but uh, I money is precious these days, so uh, I'll probably will stick with just the room I have. If you would like help with vacation plans, my contact information is in the show notes. I can help with adventures with Virgin Voyages, Norwegian Cruise Line, Celebrity Cruises, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, MSC, Princess, Holland America Line, Sojourn, Cunard Line, and Ama Waterways for river cruising. Uh, for land lovers, I can also help with universal parks and resorts. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with me. Next week, we will revisit with Amy Krause and discover what nuggets of information that she has for us as we travel to Hawaii. Reach for the adventure! <laughs>